Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 375th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Sorry I missed you last week, but uh, we, we're we busy. got a couple of banger episodes <laughs> coming up. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, but uh, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the the housework, I guess, that you've been yeah. doing around uh, your house. Right. So I think literally just two weeks ago, you asked about this. Um, you said, "What upcoming projects do you guys have?" For the house. If, if it wasn't two weeks ago, it was three weeks ago. And I told you that the one big project that we had in mind was uh, putting up a fence around the yard, a privacy fence, because we just had like those um, like uh, posts with those like two pieces of logs almost going between the two, the, the different posts. You often see them at like parks and stuff. Yeah. And so it's like a fence in um, concept only. Exactly. It's really just to kind of like mark property line or really just to sort of separate two two pieces of property, but it really doesn't do anything other than that. You know, there's no privacy aspect of it, um, you know, without any type of like wiring in between, you know, anything can come and go, whether it's a human or uh, wildlife can just simply crawl underneath or jump over. So yeah, that's what we had or that's what we have. And um Along most of the perimeter of this fence, there's chicken wire uh, because the the, uh, the 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 old owners they well one of the previous owners at least they used to run like a, they used to have a little bit of a garden going on here so they set up some tr- chicken wire to keep like a lot of rabbits and and um, you know just whatever else out out of the garden from eating their produce that they were growing and so I told you that we were probably not going to do it yet because. It was really expensive when we had it quoted out for us, mm-hmm. like most of them. How like, much was it know, at least quoted for you? It, it it was different numbers from different people, but we'll like I think the average is probably around ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars for just a fence around the backyard. Yeah, about two hundred fifty linear feet of fence. Okay. And so, and it's like the basic fence. It's not like you know, like those um, no like guard the, towers, like vinyl no lasers, winds, vinyl. <laughs> It's not like the white, you know, full-on privacy fence or anything like that. This is just like simple um, wooden, they call it dog-eared fence. It's it's like the typical wooden privacy fence that you'll see. And um, most of the cost is honestly um, installation. It's, it's honestly the labor. Like the, the cost of the, the, cost of the um, materials is like, I don't know, 33%-ish. So like around three to 4,000 of the 10 Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And um, that seems about standard. So, yeah, it's not terrible. Um, you own it now. It's just <laughs> honestly, it would be a lot cheaper if it was a few years ago because oh, sure. inflation, inflation costs too. and yeah, inflation. But also, you'll hear. I don't. I don't you, you. I'm sure you've heard this, especially as oh. you as you've been looking at different homes and or, or or apartments and condos, is that the cost of renovations are also going up because the cost of materials have also gone up. So like the cost of wood, for instance, has apparently like gone through the roof. Oh, yeah. um, this was this is something that our uh, realtor was telling us about when we were looking through houses ourselves um, just around a year ago now. And she was saying, yeah, I mean, you, we, we talk about um, 
we talk about making changes, you know, putting up a wall here, putting up a wall there, taking a wall down from there, you know, like doing different things like that. So much so that like when we were talking about, oh, like there was a built-in section of our basement that had a, uh, like a, a wall that with, uh, it was like a cutout on the wall for uh, a, a TV, you know, like maybe a TV from like the early 2000s, you know, like, you know, we, it, do, it just doesn't need to exist. And so it's basically taking uh, area from the livable basement and it just exists as a pocket <laughs> in behind the wall. And so we were like, okay, well, we can get rid of that, for instance. And the realtor's like, oh, that's not a bad idea. You can like save that lumber. You can reuse it. You can even sell it. And I was like, wait, like, it's, I know that I've heard that the costs have gone up, but like it's, they've gone up that much that like oh, the yeah. few pieces of like two by four or whatever that we have laying around, people are going to want to buy that from us. People want to anyway. steal that from you. Yeah, right. It's like the, uh, <laughs> it's like people stealing like the copper wiring or, or tubes and whatever. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so Lane and I talked about it, uh, for, especially because Gordon's birthday party is coming up. It's, it's, uh, in, in, ju- uh, just under now, three, three weeks. Wow. And so, her vision has a has a fence like a a proper privacy fence, and so uh, we talked about it. I'm like, you know, I I told you I'm not happy about doing this. I will do it, but I'm not happy about it. Why aren't <laughs> you so, happy about it? Well, it's just really the it's really just do the well one. I mean, there's a it, it's the the cost mm-hmm. as well as the time effort to do it. The the possibility of things you know messing up. You know, there anytime I'm working with something that. I can't easily remedy. Right. It's a little bit, you know, like sure. if I'm talking before, if I'm doing like a project that's like structural, you know, you gotta like, you gotta, we're putting these, po- we have to dig these big, these like three and a half foot holes into the ground. We're going to need like, I don't know, 20 or 30 of them. I can't remember how, I think it's like 30 or 40 actually, because the spacing between the posts of the old fence are actually a bit longer than what the new fence will have. So you gotta, we gotta dig these like three and a half foot holes into, into the into the lawn honestly i might I'm, I'm thinking about renting an auger from like home depot or menards or something because yeah. um digging it by hand would not be fun um there's we gotta like mix concrete we gotta pour the concrete gotta make sure everything's nice and level make sure everything's nice and straight i know i talked about this before last time as well because i was saying that you know like you got to sit there and take a level to every little thing and make sure that things don't lean a little bit because if they do then things aren't going to align properly and then it could all just look off right sure so so that that's really the reason right you you pay the reason you pay 60 some percent of the installation cost to labor is because they do this for a living. Right, there's and so much air room for error. At least, yeah, in theory, you know, they do this all the time. So one, they're going to do it quicker than you could do it. Two, they should, very hard emphasis on should, be much more mindful, but as well as be aware of far more, like many more tricks than you would yeah. in order to ensure all those things go correctly. If they're things that I know that can go wrong when I'm doing it myself, that they're, they should be able to... Um, to like one know about two look out for and three actually uh know a solution to uh to to, to prevent that or, or or make that issue non-existent so yeah that's that's really it now like one, one thing is like when we when we're getting these things quoted mm-hmm. the demolition is like the so the demo of the old fence yeah. and then the removal of it the removal of it that is like one to two thousand dollars of their um, their quotes. Okay. So that is actually a fair amount of of the final installation cost. Now this is something that we were thinking we might have to pay somebody to do because I wasn't sure how we we're going to do this ourselves. Um, 
So to kind of explain to the listeners, when you have these fences, right, each post is, is uh, you know, each post of the fence that's coming out of the ground, it lives like it should be. Like uh, they say below the frost line, and I looked it up where we are. It's three. The frost line where we are is three feet below the ground. So you, sh- you really want your fence to be about like 40-ish inches below the ground. Now, because of the style of fencing that they have here, I'm looking, I'm, I'm seeing most of these fence posts nowhere near that deep. Um, but nevertheless, they should be, with it if they, there might be concrete underneath. So the concrete is to help stabilize that fence post so that over the, over the course of several years, those posts still continue to stay upright, you know, despite wind, rain, snow, whatever else, you know, is happening over the course of all these different years that that this fence exists. And so the concrete just gives it a lot more stability in the ground, make sure that it doesn't move around. And so some of these posts that that we have um, should have concrete. And I was worried that removing that, those posts that could be a job that I can't really do myself. Something that you would really want, like, I don't know, like a forklift, like basically just any type of heavy, heavy, heavy equipment, heavy machinery. And yep. just yank these things out of the ground with a significant amount of force fairly easily. Um, so I was looking into these. I was looking into uh, YouTube and Reddit and wherever else to see how do people pull fence posts out of the ground because it's not something that's exclusive, you know, that you need heavy machinery to do. And sure enough, I was able to find that you can get this. Uh, it's called a farm jack or a tractor jack. Uh, I think what else is like a high something jack. Like there's there's a bunch of different names for it. But if you Google farm jack, you'll see what it is. And it's basically um, like, you know, maybe kind of like what it sounds like. It's a, it's a jack that is often used for like tractors to lift them up off the ground to get high off the ground so that you can operate or work underneath it um, or maybe change a tire, whatever else is going to be. I don't really know. That's not the purpose that I'm planning to use it for. So I, I, I see that people basically get a farm jack. They post it up against this, uh, just adjacent to the farm, uh, to the fence post. They get a chain. They wrap the chain about two or three times around the fence post. They loop that chain then through the farm jack where it has like this little hole underneath. And then they, they loop the chain. They tie it. They not really tie it up together. They attach it to, you know, they attach the chain to itself with whatever piece of equipment that you yep. have. And so... um. And then from there, you just start cranking this jack. It, it literally, you know, just like you would, like if you're changing a tire, you just start cranking. And eventually the chain, it's because it, it, it's, it's you know, looped around this fence post pretty tight. It basically just starts to, to hug this fence post. And as you start to lift that jack up, the fence post will start to come out the ground mm-hmm. with, with the concrete, yeah. at least in theory. And so I've seen many of these videos and I see them doing it and I'm like, okay, that's that's what we're going to do. So... Oh, I forgot to mention that Lena got she she was able to secure us a permit for this job, and they actually approved it really quickly. She submitted it, I think, on Wednesday or Thursday. That's fast. Before before uh, uh, the July Fourth holiday, so it would have been on like the thirtieth, I think. So two weeks, and then well, we actually got approved. We got the <laughs> approval on like the sixth, on like Wednesday. Jesus. So yeah, pretty much all not a lot of work in your area, two. huh? I get, I, <laughs> I don't rubber stamp uh, it. Let's go. Seems yeah, basically. I mean, it's 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 over. Honestly, fairly uh, simple task. Really, it's like, hey, we want to replace the, exi- the the fence that's existing. You know, the one that's super rotted and and was uh, that's been here since uh, like nineteen ninety six when the house was built. Yeah, we want to replace that with something new. They're like, all right, cool, do it. Um, so yeah, so I I I got this farm jack yesterday from um, Harbor Freight. 
and got got like a huge thick chain that um ended up being a bit of a mistake i gotta i probably gotta return it because the chain is so thick it's so huge that it doesn't like loop through oh, the jack you got too, I got. Big, too thick a chain and yeah and like there the farm jack has like you know a little pedestal but it doesn't really grip the chain very well it like it's very easy for it to just fall off i had a little bit of success with it yesterday um but the the posts that i pulled out yesterday they broke oh my gosh <laughs> they broke in the ground yeah so um and those posts for the most part there wasn't concrete in them there was concrete i think in two of the fence posts and both of them it was kind of a shoddy job like you could literally see the the concrete sticking out of the ground around the the fence post the fence post itself is not really touching the concrete like it's just kind of detached so the con- the concrete's just kind of like it's basically like a shell and the fence post is just sitting in this like shell of concrete is basically what was going on and um because i didn't attach like i didn't do like a little modification that i ended up doing to the farm jack this morning mm-hmm. basically just adding a couple of two by fours to the top of it and extending it out to kind of create a sort of a tripod so that way when i'm jacking the farm jack up those two legs stay stable and they don't move and it allows the fence post as i'm as i'm cranking it up to really just go straight up because what was happening yesterday is the farm jack was kind of leaning in as i was cranking and it was resulting then in a, a significant amount of, uh, of pressure going straight while also yanking, while also pulling the fence post out. It was also pushing against the, the fence post um, just forward in the forward direction. And it basically was enough force that it was able to break the fence post. So I have like three or four of those fence posts that are still stuck on the ground a bit that I got to dig out. Now I was going around this today. I made that modification that that I, that I mentioned with those two by fours, and then uh, I started going around. There were like seven fence posts. I sent you a picture of one of them, and I was able to yank it out. Sure enough, just like the videos, which was great. Um, I forgot to mention yesterday. There's chicken wire going across about three quarters of my entire fence, and they're all stapled in with a lot, a lot of staples. And so I'm sitting there yank, like yanking these things out and I'm trying to be careful because I honestly, I just don't want these staples, like these rusty ass staples to just be falling around the ground for, you know, going to be running around sure. barefoot one day and, and step on one or, or like a neighborhood kid to like cut through the lawn or while I'm still working. That's on why you got homeowners insurance. Get a staple. So, so, um, yeah, so I'm sitting there just like yanking these things out and basically just walking around with pliers. I'm, I'm like putting a little bit of a, like it. I have pliers and I got needle nose pliers and the ones that are really deep in there, I'm kind of using the needle ones to kind of just wiggle yeah. the, uh, the staple out a little bit so that I can use the pliers and just, you know, pull it out all the for way. Sure. It worked for the most part, but it's extremely time consuming and tedious. I spent most of the time yesterday and today doing that. Yesterday, I got through about a third of the, uh, the chicken wire. Uh, today, I got through the remaining and um, I also took out like seven fence posts, none of which had concrete on them. Now I got to the, I was like, okay, I'm talking to Lena. I, I finally got all the chicken wire out and I'm talking to her and I'm like, I think I'm going to just try to get all the fence posts going to, down the stretch of the backyard because when I'd done the fence posts around the side of the yard, those came up nice and easy. Like I was doing them. I, honestly, like from the moment that I started like wrapping the chain around the fence post, it was taking me about two minutes to, to get it, to get a fence post out. Like it was, it was that quick. And so like, I'm like, it'll, you know, I could theoretically be done with this, um, in the next, you know, 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes. And so 
I got to work and I go around that first fence post. I wrap the chain up, start cranking away. Now it's a bit of a tough spot because uh, at this corner of the yard, we have some landscaping that's there. And there's like, um, they just have like a, a couple of like uh, a section of, of dirt with uh, plants. And there are like bricks um, going around the perimeter of this. And so getting my, getting my, um, my rig into place around that fence post was a bit difficult and i start well, i was able to do it i start cranking away and then all of a sudden the uh my chain broke <laughs> now the chain the chain that i got was rated for like i don't know 750 pounds of force but i guess it wasn't nearly enough um i tried it again i was like well maybe maybe this is section of chain that i just kind of like worn out with um with all the other um jacks that i'd done so i tried a different section and um same thing happened so i was like all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna call it a day tomorrow i'm gonna go back to uh to store after work yeah. and i'll try to pick up or maybe i'll even do it after we record the podcast depending on the time and um pick up a chain that's a little bit more durable that can hopefully uh withstand the force now i think there was concrete at this section of the fence. My suspicion is that the fence that runs along the back side, the, the 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 very back of our lot, I think that was installed when the house was built, or it may have been installed by the city. I don't really know which, um, but it's it's our fence, so I think it must have been installed by the builders. I don't. It doesn't really matter. Um, but I believe that that section of the fence is uh, like the the fence posts are far more rigid. They're far more secure. Uh, than the sides of the house, which I think was installed by um, either a, a, a poor installer or the the homeowners themselves, because those are the ones I also sent you a picture of where the posts are leaning; they're very wobbly. You can literally just like you know walk up to them and just pull on them, and you can they literally literally moving in the ground. Whereas the ones in the backyard, like they are they're they're in there like rocks. So I think that there's concrete in there, and I think that the the uh, the chain that I had just wasn't up for the task. So hopefully with the stronger chain, I'll be able to uh, to to finish it up. But yeah, that's kind of where I am now. I'm still nervous about the rest of the job because of all the digging, the uh, all the equipment that we have to like secure and, and get get over here, and then um, you know just installing it all. But I don't know. The whole thing is also a bit fun, you know. Like it's it's a little bit exciting to to do it, to have a plan, to to just be doing yeah, it. You're learning new skills as a homeowner, you know. Yeah, and I'm gonna end up buying a whole bunch of tools that yeah. <laughs> because because once we get to the part of like actually putting up the putting up the the fence posts as well as pulling up putting up the um, the pickets, there's gonna be a lot of like custom. Well, not a lot of, but there's gonna be some custom cutting that we have to do with certain sections, and you best believe I'm not going to be doing that with like a hacksaw or something. Right. So we're probably going to need like a circular saw. Um, this is how you slowly build your tool, uh, your tool exactly. uh, collection, right? Even even for like this removal process, I'm like, yeah, this stuff shouldn't really be live in the garage. Like these, this, this, these tools that I'm getting, like the farm jack, for instance, I'm not going to use this <laughs> like ever again, or at least not for a really long time. And so these things don't have any space. Like, you know, the, the garage, it's a two car garage, but it's not really that big. Like we've never once parked two cars in the garage um, yet because we still have stuff on the, on the perimeter of the garage that we got to like sort out, find a home for. for got it. Um, for the most part, only Lena parks her car in the garage. And so 
um, moving forward, once the fence is built, I think we need to get some type of like shed in the backyard, yeah, just like some freestanding structure that we're able to just put tools, gardening equipment, things that don't really need to be in the garage, put them, put them in the shed, uh, even lawnmower and, and then, um, hopefully I can get my car into the garage too. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like this, as I mentioned, Gordon's birthday party is only, it's in 20 days now. So, um, the rest of this week after work, I'm basically going to have to, um, I'm just, I'm going to be pulling the rest of those fence posts and then, um, We'll see. I guess like I, I have to figure it out. But, like, there's still some planning that we have to do to to figure out where the different fence posts are going to go and whatnot. But mm-hmm. we gotta like we gotta drill those holes or or scoop them out. Or however, we're gonna do those sort out those uh the, the holes, and then get to concreting. And the concrete <coughs> step could be uh or sorry I said get to concreting. We're actually gonna have to get the fence posts and then and lay them into the holes and then put the concrete in. So, um, I don't know. We'll see, but. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we can work all that stuff out within the next two weeks, and then over the course of the the uh, the the week leading up to the birthday party, or hopefully even the weekend leading up to the birthday party, we can actually start working on the installing the fence posts. Yep. Like our yard, our yard. Or I said the fence posts. I meant the pickets. Like our yard isn't. Um, we don't have like crazy slopes or anything, so it's honestly going to be fairly trivial for the most part with regards to making sure everything's nice and level. Like we don't have any steep, steep elevation or uh, inclines or declines. So it should be fairly straight for the most part. Um, so just the, the, the reason I mentioned that is just less measuring. Uh, we can, we could basically like run a, a line of string down the, down the length of the yard and know that, um, you know, six feet at this end is six feet at the other end and not have to sit there and measure every single, every single p- uh, pick or, uh, yeah, picket that we try to put in. So yeah, we'll see, but I have a rough idea of when things need to get done, but, uh, I'm hoping that I can get accelerated a little bit ahead of schedule, but hit having my chain break on me this, uh, this afternoon or early evening definitely was a bit of a snag. I was hoping to have that back section done tonight and that wasn't possible so hopefully tomorrow i can at least get that done yeah but work is really going to grind down anyway to a somewhat of a halt during the work week at least when it comes to planning and drilling holes or whatever else so we'll see we'll see what we can get done all right well i'm uh i'm excited to see how this project goes this is your first major outdoor project uh i'm also excited it is uh, at the prospect of you buying a shed, I know that Carolyn was just talking about this recently where growing up, her and her parents, it was like a really fun thing to go to like the local shed provider and just like walk into all the different types of sheds that they have. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's always like a, a small sort of cool thing. Uh, but yeah, um, no, I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked that uh, you're making progress on this. You're really, uh, this is like the elbow grease stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it sure is, man. I woke up this morning, like I, you know, I haven't really been lifting. Like, not I shouldn't say I haven't really been. I just simply haven't been lifting weights for a while now. I've mostly just been doing cardio on my bike when I'm working out. And um, I woke up yes this morning, like just sore all over. And it wasn't like just the soreness that you feel when you work out. It's like it's the soreness that you feel when you just you you know what it is when you when you were like younger, you do a whole bunch of yard work as a kid in your parents' yard, and you wake up in the morning, you just feel it. 
like you feel it in your feet, you feel it in your hands, like right, like I, I, right now, even just flexing my hands, the amount of like work that I was doing with the pliers today, my hands are are, are going to feel it in the morning. <laughs> my forearms, like certain muscle groups that you tend to not lift for when you're at the gym hurt in the morning. And that's a little like that's I think the the thing that kind of separates it from the typical work, like lifting pain. But yeah, it's it's definitely great to do. There's another thing actually. So Lynn had bought this sunshade that she wanted to set up um, over our deck. And what's a sunshade? I, so it's basically just like it's just like a it's like a waterproof. Um, it's, I don't want. It's not really a fabric, but it's, I'll just say it's a waterproof fabric that that is, you know, attaches to like three or four different posts above your deck and it's simply exactly what it what it what the name says it's basically like a permanent uh umbrella oh so it's not an umbrella per se but it's like the... not an umbrella no okay. yeah it literally it hang it hangs above you uh, just on like these uh eye, like hooks okay and for the most part you keep it up most of the summer but you typically will take it down in bad weather but the sunshade needs to attach to like really sturdy points because it's it's under um well it doesn't have to be under a lot of tension but it's under some tension and so, but it's also pretty heavy. And so you can't just like attach it to flimsy, whatever, like, or like basically when I, when I was researching this, um, the suggested installation is very similar to the fence where they were like, you basically drill holes that go below <laughs> the frost line, fill, fill with concrete and, um, and then work from there. But because the sunshade, sunshade is much higher than a fence post, you basically need this post for your sunshade to be like, you know, what, what for a fence post, it's going to be like, because I guess it has to live like three and a half feet underground. It's going to be like 10 foot long four by fours. And um, for the sunshade, they're going to be like 16 foot. Oh my probably. God. I mean, yeah, it makes sense, but oh my four God. Four by fours because... Yeah, because you want it, because yeah, you'll, it'll live like four feet underground, so you'll, it'll be about twelve feet above. Our deck is already elevated, so our deck is like three feet off the ground. So you're not stapling this. Maybe maybe two, yeah, two three feet above the ground. So yeah, just we'll just say like these are rough estimates anyway. I'm not really sure what the number is actually going to be, but yeah, you we have a uh, it's a three side uh, a three sided sunshade, so I'll need three of these posts to be to be um to live just outside of the the deck, and then uh, but. Since I'm doing all that already with the fence, with the fence, um, it should be fairly simple enough to do while I do this job. But we'll see. I mean, once I at least I have the the knowledge and the experience doing it, so maybe I don't have to do it at the same time um, if I'm not quite ready to buy a 16 foot long <laughs> um, a block of wood. Yeah, but, right. yeah. So you're not stapling this. No, no. Oh, <laughs> I was that was the hope, right? You're sitting there looking. I'm like, look, I'm looking at the packaging. Packaging installation information already is very lax. Like, there's like nothing in there. It's like, all right, you, you attach these to the hooks and you're good to go. And you're like, okay, what, where, where do you attach these things to though? And you could attach it to your house, but I'm sitting there looking at it like, um, I'm not sure that that's going to be strong enough. And I, I Google and I, I check out YouTube, and I'm seeing all these people with their with with like various videos and. Some people are like drilling into brick oh my God. and they're installing on, on brick, but we just have like siding and I don't really know like what's behind it, what's underneath. And I just don't know if it's worth it. So anywho, that's kind of where that one is. But yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be outside. I will say that, but man, uh, Gordon is caught a cold and 
He's as you know, he hates sleep, and when he's sick, oh, he caught he a cold. Oh God, I know the feeling. Yeah, he caught a cold. Yeah, I know you do. And uh, he, but he hates sleep, and so his, and as you know, his um, me too. His behavior, his uh, lack, his inability to follow directions, and like he's just super unreasonable when he's when he's tired, and it's compounded then when he's sick because he doesn't sleep very well when he's sick. Not you know, on top of the fact that he already hasn't been sleeping well for the last two or three months now. So hopefully he gets a little bit better soon. But um, yeah, just just trying to like juggle Gordon uh, while getting this job done is definitely going to be a fun one. I'll say this. I haven't slept more than this past week when I've been super sick. Uh, but at the same time, like it hasn't been like the best sleep. So right, you exactly. know how I wear this whoop band, right? Um, yep. So it tracks like my resting heart rate and like my when I'm in deep sleep, when I'm in REM sleep, and it tracks all this stuff. Well, yep. normally my uh, resting heart rate is like in the low 40s. Uh, yeah. Really? Um, wow. I worked hard for that, man. Shit. Uh, Apparently, I, I didn't. I didn't know. That, I didn't know that you made such yeah, a right. uh, such massive strides on that front, though. That's crazy. Um, but. During my illness, I noticed it quite immediately because the first thing I, uh, I saw was during my sleep, my resting heart rate is so high. It's like in the, uh, almost like in the 50s, uh, 50s, low 60s, high 50s, low 60s. And it's like, oh, wow, like when I'm sleeping, sleeping, I can tell that uh, I am just, my body is really fighting something right now. And so yeah, I've, ta- I've been taking naps. I've been going to bed. I mean, I, the other night I told you, I was like, I went to bed at 7.30, thinking I could go to bed until like the next day, but I woke <laughs> up at like 1.32 and I'm like, fuck, I'm wired. I think I was having a conversation yeah. with you guys. You guys were still up. No, you literally were, yeah. Yeah, and I, well, I, yeah, we, I was doing dishes. You were like, you, got, you guys trying to play games or something? I was like, I, I'm going to go to bed. Right. Uh, but uh, it was, it, it's been rough, but it's been, uh, I've been sick for a solid week, and we're talking just... <laughs> Sore throat, head cold, chest congestion. Dude, I've got the I've got the scariest one. I've got shortness of breath. Uh, like I'm I'm walking all over around the block, and I'm like, ooh, we gotta we gotta slow down, bud, because I am gassed. And yeah. so I, uh, you know how like I no rolled my ankle uh, a while yeah. back. Well, I went to the podiatrist, yeah. and thankfully the X-rays came back negative, and so all Good. all in all. Uh, we're like we're good to go there but the issue is two weeks i'm supposed to be in marathon training right now right Right. so we're talking two weeks off from a bum ankle all right no structural damage there that's always rough uh i'm not trying to come back with structural damage and now i might be another week off because of this like there's no way i can run right now uh i I think i really hurt my system if i started to try to like run right now and so it's yeah, just one of those things where imagine. I am, uh, I could be three weeks out of marathon training. It's just like not the, uh, the kind of, I'll say, uh, momentum I was trying to build. I think for the first two weeks I was doing so well, I was hitting every run. I was, uh, I was on track and all that stuff, but it was, uh, yikes, not ideal. So I, I told you this before, but every time you, you start marathon training, it seems like you go through the no, room. Something right? happens. Like man. You, you always, yeah, there's always some type of injury that happens. 
that provides some setback or maybe a cold or a sickness. Well, it hasn't been cold or sickness Man. in the past. It's usually been like no, it hasn't. It okay. usually has been some sort of like oh, my knee hurts. Oh, my Ugh. my soleus yeah. hurts. Oh, my uh, what's it called? Like my ACL, MCL, PCL. Something's going wrong. <laughs> something's something's happening. Oh no. Uh, but the, I think yeah. the, the main reason for this year, outside of the cold, because the cold is just, you know, now that now that COVID's clearly over, um, I say that facetiously, uh, but... Yeah, right. Be careful with those sub-variants this summer. Uh, they're, they're out in full force. They, they came to party. Uh, but um, I think it's just because this season, my starting uh, marathon training, I'm like way too heavy comparatively. Because in the years past, I've been like in the low 140s. And this year, I'm like in the mid 150s. And so knowing that like every time you run, it's like, I forget what the stat was, but it's like some X that you're putting like your whole body weight, a number of times your body weight that like hits your knee every time you run. And so like my body just hasn't been this heavy in a long time. And so it's like, you know, not ideal to be putting that level of strain on it. I don't know. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, no, you'll be all right. Just kind of put my head down and get it done, you know? Yeah. Make sure you get that rest too, though, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, uh, I gotta, we got a big day tomorrow, uh, and so I'll be, I'll, be telling the, uh, I'll be telling everyone about it next week, but uh, we're, yeah. we're excited. Can't wait to hear that one. Yeah. Should we get out of here? Yeah, sounds right. good. Well, I'm, I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see everyone next week. Thank you.